Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome, Koopalings, to another fun-filled edition of Nintendo Voice Chat. Woohoo! 
Woo. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got a small, small crowd yes. here today. <laughs> All of two people. All of us. Uh, I'm Audrey Drake, your humble host, and that that dude, the other dude in the room is Rich George. Hi. Say hi, Rich. Yeah, basically with Comic-Con <laughs> going on, people are just kind of running around a little bit. down yeah, it's a kind of hard to get people yeah, together. This down week. on manpower because people are down at Comic-Con, which sort of shifts things around. And people here get busy doing the stuff that other people were going to be doing if they were here, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So. And uh, I've been busy working on a certain uh, review that is going yeah. up next week. I mean, you week, can say it because but... they'll, they'll, they'll see it after you announce it. So it's fine. Yeah, what exactly. Uh, Kingdom it? Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance, oh our, our big review of the OMG. It's going yeah. up Tuesday at 1 p.m. Uh, yeah. Pacific time. So and, I mean, keep an eye out for that. It comes out on like the 25th or 26th in Europe, and then it comes out uh, here in the States on the 20th, or 31st. 31st, so, yeah. Um, got a bit of time there to kind of ponder if you want to adventure with Donald and Mickey, I guess, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. And um, what else has been going on? Comic-Con, obviously, I just mentioned that. Um, if you go to the site, actually, we've got a bunch of new demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are actually interesting because they're uh, with commentary. So we actually got someone from Nintendo just chatting about the game. So if it was sort of like a situation where you saw some footage of Mario, but you didn't know all the details, you know, because I know sometimes you guys see one article, but maybe not another, that sort of thing. Um, these should serve as a pretty good guide to everything about the game, which is kind of, or, or that we know so far about the game and that demo. Just give you a little more insight into them and yep. what can you expect. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Uh, there, it's a uh, Mario, Pikmin, Nintendo, uh, Land. Three of the games in Nintendo Land, I think, yeah. and um, Animal Crossing, and yeah, Animal Zelda Crossing, one. Zelda, and Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. That's right, Crash Course. I think it's those. And then um, we also have uh, Zombie U. There's some direct uh, direct feed footage of the demos that we had previously played, and I believe there's a commentary track as well. Yeah, no zombie Reggie face, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's um, some new Assassin's Creed details on multiplayer. Some new some footage of that, I believe. Footage. Good um, stuff. Yeah, although that's not Wii U, so well, it's, good <laughs> it's stuff, still cool. Though, still. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the Resident Evil Six stuff is actually really interesting to me. I mean, that's one of the games that you and I sort of watch over, mm-hmm. and like, or the franchise in general, actually. And uh, it's cool. I mean, I think both of us were not all that thrilled with the playable demo that was attached to Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, it had some problems. But I mean, like yeah. you discussed in the the article that went up a few days ago. I mean, it yeah. was just a demo that mm-hmm. was made before the game was complete. So, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily an indication of how the overall experience will be. And near as I can tell, I'm not at Comic-Con, so I haven't been able to play this thing, but near as I can tell from watching a good amount of the footage that we put up on the site, we had about a dozen clips that went up over mm-hmm. the I think it was yesterday. Um it looks like Capcom's been fixing some of the issues. It's yeah, hard to yeah. say unless you're playing it because a lot of them have to deal with like crazy camera control and some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, we'll see. But uh, it looked better, at least from what I could tell. So we'll yeah. see. What from happens. what I understand, they've been pretty proactive with listening to the feedback. Yeah, hopefully. Been saying. So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it all comes together. So on to Nintendo news. Uh, Audrey, have you ever had times where. Uh, you have, you have people complaining at you or telling you they want something better than what you've given them, and you're just fed up with it. Never All had... the time, Rich. All right. So that <laughs> happened to uh, Nintendo Global President Satoru Iwata the other day, uh, who was asked about the 3DS XL. This was, uh, so the system actually, or the, the revamped system, I guess you could say, comes out in just a couple weeks in Europe and Japan. Uh, we have to wait about a month for it. Um, but the press over there asked him, uh, if Nintendo had considered adding a second circle pad, he basically said, sure, it was technically possible. Thing is, is that it would have probably made the system bigger. 
And, and I would cut down on the battery life. Yeah, they'd wait and, you know, they sort of weighed it all out and decided to go the course they did. Mm-hmm. Um, what was interesting, and this is sort of uh, <laughs> rare for, I would say, a Japanese executive. They're usually quite, not quite this... Um, They're usually more guarded in their responses, uh, I Yeah, say. it's a little more, more like, careful. I would hope you pre- uh, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, I'm sorry if you don't, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And uh, Iwata, at least through the translator, and who knows exactly what Iwata said, because you, you sometimes lose a little bit in this, but uh, he basically basically said it's a call we had to make well, this is actually a quote uh, from the article we wrote uh, it's a call we had to make and these people referring to sort of the people that are observing there's no second circle pattern they want one um, we'll just have to live with it he actually said it these people yeah 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 exactly no. these um, so yeah that was kind of interesting I, uh, you know i think we all understand that there's sort of a cause and effect and if you add one thing or subtract another thing you can you can mm-hmm. only do so much and nintendo also, also he mentioned in the same interview that you know they're making money on the xl so you know they're very cognizant especially with the price drop of the original 3ds of how much these things are costing how much they're making or losing they are ultimately responsible to their shareholders and it, you know I, I just think it is interesting to see them sort of point blank say that um i personally would have sacrificed the battery, I, I would have been willing to deal with an exact same battery mm-hmm. and get the circle pad. If it had been so. a worse battery, though, that would have worse would been be bad. pretty unplayable. From a PR it's perspective, already, it's hard. It's already to... pretty bad. Like, I have the little battery pack attachment, and mm-hmm. it, it's fine. But without yeah. that, it's just, it's pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, the battery is, is a problem, I agree. And I complain about it all the time. I... I feel like I probably would be willing to deal with it just to get a second circle pad, though. I don't know. It's hard to say. Or, you know, at, I, I, I struggle to see how much space you would have had to add mm-hmm. for that second circle pad. If you're talking like, what, a millimeter or two? It's yeah, like, okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing is actually remarkably similar in size, especially sort of like thickness. And I think it's the depth of the system uh, to mm-hmm. its predecessor anyway. It's like... Yeah. I'll take I'll take a slight. I mean, the thing's already kind of big anyway, so like whatever. Yeah. Like, give me slightly more and let me have my second. Yeah, pad. I mean, but. I think the truth is, is just they don't consider it a priority. I mean, they yeah. don't. They made the system the way it was. That's how mm-hmm. they intended it for it to be. They made yeah. the Circle Pad Pro mostly for third-party developers, just if they wanted to yeah. use it. So I think when they thought about how their own development for 3DS games doesn't really gear towards a second stick, they just yeah. were like, it's just not worth the extra money or the extra. Yeah. Battery loss. Yeah, I mean, to to, they had other priorities, basically, mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. So that was interesting. Um, rather Wording, bold. Kind yeah. of upset people. Oh, did, did it? Yeah. I, know, I, some I, people were like, these people. Huh? Yeah, the, the, the article. <laughs> I don't think he meant it like that. It skyrocketed so. in comments. And I mean, I understand why people would be a little frustrated. It's like, uh, you know, to a significant degree, that system has a design flaw, and it's that it could arguably use a second circle stick, especially when you're talking about sort of like a GameCube N64 level graphics. Mm-hmm. You could certainly use a second circle, uh, yeah. you know, circle pad to do Resident Evil, Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts types games. I understand that. Me personally, I mean, I've said this on the podcast before, I ultimately would prefer experiences that don't necessarily require two sticks because mm-hmm. then I'm going to mostly get clones of games that are already, you know, out there. Just shoved per- from consoles to a portable. Exactly. Whatever, me, yeah. me personally, I thought Revelations was fine without a circ- second circle mm-hmm. pad. Metal Gear 
needed the second Metal circle Gear pad. Metal Gear is the only one I've encountered that, that really needs it. And that's a direct port, though. It, and that's so, a port of a console game, exactly. Yeah, that game is not designed for the 3DS. Yeah, it's, but like, you know. yeah, like I said, I have the battery pack on my 3DS, so mm-hmm. I can't have the circle pad. So I've sure. just, any game that even can support it, I can't use it. And yeah. so, I mean, it's been fine without it, though. Well, I'm playing. When, Dream- you get the, when you get the XL, you're not going to be able to use exactly. it anyway. Exactly. So, so it works out anyway. But yeah. like, I'm playing Dream Drop Distance, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine without the circle pad. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it takes a second to get used to or whatever. Maybe it mm-hmm. would be better with it, but it's totally fine without it. It's yeah. not necessary yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I. In the long term, I don't really notice it. I, I messed around with the second circle pad, there, you know, but uh, I don't miss it that much. No, um, no. And as long as developers are designed, and they kind of have to design without it and I in think mind. That's, that's their point, is that yeah. they want them to design it just uh-huh. with the system in mind. Yeah, I think if they built it in, that would sort of cause, it might actually cause some more problems than it well, did. Well, then imagine people know. who don't want to upgrade, upgrade to the XL, then sure. they're just left out. Damn Unless what? they've tracked down a CirclePad Pro, those aren't yeah. the easiest things to find. They're just left out. So. It's a it's a hard decision. I understand why they made it, but it is a tough decision. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's it's a it's a it's a weird decision. Yeah. Um, Iwata also I mean he he spoke on a, a variety of topics. Most of it was sort of rehashing stuff we've already discussed. Uh, one thing he did say is that Wii U third party announcements are still coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've kind we kind of known that when I spoke with Reggie at E3, he said just because something isn't announced doesn't mean it it's won't not going be. To be yeah. Um. We know, I believe we ran a story a while back uh, saying that, you know, EA Sports uh, apparently has some announcements coming Mm -hmm. at some point. Um, So we know some of that stuff. We don't know many specifics beyond that. And anyway, so what Iwata said was that uh, when Nintendo is ready to announce the price point and timing of launch for Wii U, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, direct quote, we will also be able to announce some more third-party titles. So that's it's interesting. It's pretty clear what Nintendo is doing. It's not too surprising at all. I mean, it's just what any developer would want to do. They're breaking their announcements into different time periods so that they each get, you know, their own time in the spotlight, you know? They're not going to announce mm-hmm. everything that they have at E3 or else, you know, only Nintendo's first-party stuff is going to get any attention. Yeah, you know? it's. I mean, it's smart to spread it out at the same time it it does raise a lot of questions i mean it's it's very difficult position to be in you know if Mm -hmm. you don't reveal enough then people question the commitment of third parties they also question your launch efforts as Mm -hmm. a whole they had or they already had a fairly disappointing show yeah it's a tough Um, line to walk for sure and especially i mean if i were them i would have just had the show if they weren't going to announce tons of things Mm -hmm. because I mean, we've said this a million times, having just that many conferences just made you think that it was going to be a news blowout, yeah. and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. So it'll be interesting to see what these third parties are, third-party titles are. These days, I tend to get more excited by the Nintendo Direct uh, things uh, because... Surprisingly big things get, in, get announced there. That's yeah. where we first found out about New Super Mario Bros. 2. That's exactly. That's where we found out about the XL. Uh, so. Project Cross Zone, I think, was revealed there, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, Bravely Default. One, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, stuff. and these things... Who knows if they'll ever come to America, but Nintendo is clearly willing to showcase some big third-party games in these things. So Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see what they do for this launch event and what they reveal. How many more rooms at the Nintendo headquarters they can show off. I know, right? (laughs) You've got, what, the sound room and the... My favorite was the uh, wireless... interference or you know dampener room where you you could go into test wireless devices without yeah, interference yeah. and stuff i'm like okay like the warehouse they showed in the european right, right right that was actually kind of cool because they funny. showed sort of like the process it's like i see cool. it there just give me the xl now seriously yeah <laughs> um so anyway that was uh sort of the summary of some of the things that wada had said sort of recently 
Um, one of the things I found interesting over the past few weeks is Nintendo's increased emphasis on graphic, uh, gra- the graphical price comparison for uh, and cost comparison for Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this again in the past, sort of, I mean, until, until we get to the launch period, we're going to be talking a lot about the same topics. But, um, you know, they're increasingly starting to be like, we're, we've had to weigh costs. Yeah, yeah. We don't know how this will compare to the PS4 and the next Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, yeah, some people looking for a lot of detail in their games or the, the really, you know, the... the the, uh, the graphic graphical difference from 1080 to whatever sure. the next one's going to be. You I mean, know? they're emphasizing some of that, but it makes me feel like this is uh, we yeah. again. Well, um, it's it's really a bad choice on their parts because they're yeah. already before the system has even come out, and I mean, it is it's a fully HD system. It's 1080, you know. Yeah. Like they're already sort of making it seem like it's a compromise. Yeah. Which is like. Come on, guys. I, PS4 hasn't even been announced, and yeah, you're already making it seem like a compromise. I think that the trick Nintendo has at the moment is they are clearly doing things differently again. Mm. Wii U is not going to compete directly with PS4, or Xbox 720, or whatever you want to call them. Um, and what's interesting about it to me is that I, th- I feel like Nintendo is suffering from a... Um, identity crisis of sorts i think they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. i think they always have but their messaging has been wrong um especially in america especially in america because you know they came out and they when they introduced the wii u and they were like we're we're out here for the hardcore gamers and everybody Mm -hmm. else and when you say that and you don't frame it properly which i don't think they have those are some big words to just throw out yeah (laughs) everyone's like oh so you're gonna compete with the ps4 and xbox 720 and then suddenly you're at the press conference and suddenly it's like the wii generation all over again yeah and i mean that's that's sort of the trick and i think i think they have been smart to you know, the, we had a few problems, and one of it, I think, was, one of them was, I think, its controller was so different from everybody mm-hmm. else's. Um, graphics, even aside, it was such a radical departure that developers just simply had trouble getting games mm-hmm. onto that thing. How are you supposed to use this Wii remote? A lot of it ended up being very gimmicky, feeling very forced, and mm-hmm. people rejected that. Wii U is a little different. Wii U still has the innovation. It has the touchscreen. It still has all the a lot of the motion control elements, and you also mm-hmm. have the Wii U controller, or I mean, the, the Wii uh, remote, of course. Um, but it also has the benefit of having all the traditional inputs and buttons and triggers and all that sort of stuff. And I think that that will give Nintendo some flexibility there, plus the fact that now they're in HD as well. Yeah, Um, exactly. I just feel like Nintendo trying to make the claim that, oh, well, we're going to be able to do everything. We're going to be able to do the hardcore games and our games, the casual games, everything else, all of it. Spreading themselves very thin. It's spreading it thin, and it's also creating, you know, it's... Like, Nintendo should just be proud of the fact that they're going to be different. I mean, that's that's what I love about Nintendo, honestly. They've always yeah. been different. They've always marched to the beat of their own drum, yeah. you know? Back, I mean, that's what makes them so innovative. Yeah, you know? it, it is. And I think that especially as you're looking towards the next generation where costs are going up and up and up and up and up, that you, developers are still going to be looking for some sort of compromise mm-hmm. or, or reasonable alternative um, especially as the iPad starts to become more powerful, mm-hmm. you could. I, I read this great article by I believe it was Emily Rogers. I'll have to find a link to it and and, um, and either work that into some sort of article as a reference or something. But um, it's basically talking about how costs have been so high this generation. And mm-hmm. you know, if you compare it to movies, movies are very expensive to make, but they're also they also keep their ticket price low. So mm-hmm. you pay. 
10 bucks, even though, you know, and, and yeah, movie prices are considerably higher than they used to be. But, you know, you pay less, far, far, far less. Um, and while it's a briefer experience, it allows more people to get in the door because more people can afford a $10 ticket than they can a $60 game plus a console. Well, that's sort of what why Nintendo is doing what it's doing, you yeah. know, just staying at this level of graphics and stuff. Is they don't yeah. want the entry uh, price to play their games to be so high. Like, it's yeah. already pretty high. $60 is already a lot to ask for a game, especially yes. for, I mean, for kids. I mean, when you were a kid, it yeah. was tough to get together 60 bucks to get all the new games. And it's you know? weird because I think, you know, a lot of people... Um, you know, you do get a lot of value in a game. You know, mm-hmm. a typical game is probably 10, 12 hours, maybe. And depending on the game, a lot more, depending, like if it's a Skyrim or something. Um, and so if you look at it in that perspective, sure, a game's a great value. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't necessarily aren't able to look at that value. They're just like, that's a $60 thing. Exactly. That's a $60 thing. I don't care if it gives me 50 hours of entertainment. It's still a $60 mm-hmm. thing. Um, that's something the whole industry is going to have to learn to deal with is development yeah. costs get higher and higher and hardware yeah. gets more and more powerful. It's like... Yeah, what are you going to do? Charge $80? You charge 90? more for games? That's not going to work. You and know, already cut looked- down on development and games don't look better? That's not going to work. And I mean, you know? that, but that actually might be what the industry needs to do is to stop sitting there and obsessing over graphics. And it's sort of a natural inclination yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it's a natural inclination fine i understand i mean like once you get to a certain level though it just it just doesn't matter like arkham city you know what i mean like that game looks great and Mm -hmm. it plays great the gameplay is awesome and i think that's just a great balance you know between graphics and gameplay and it's a tough thing because i understand you know like uh, i was playing for the first time actually i played through bioshock and Mm -hmm. i and i beat it the other day and that game looks good and i understand and i and i can appreciate the differences between the way that game looks which is i I believe i read um mostly unreal engine 2 with Mm -hmm. some unreal engine 3 modifications or upgrades or some sort of balance between the two um and you compare it to something more like uh i don't know like a skyrim or or Mm -hmm. even arkham city and there's the difference is there Yeah, yeah um but at the same time like i think the industry needs to remember that ultimately these things need to be fun there's a reason why we took off and despite the fact that it was exactly. sd yeah. and despite the fact that it had its gimmicky controls um there's a reason exactly i mean so, the, it's video games not video movies not yeah. just video like the whole point is that it's a fun mm-hmm. engaging experience like it, i do i love looking at a beautiful game you know what sure. i mean it, it, it's great but at the same time that's not what i go to gaming for yeah and, and you know it was, it was weird to me because uh it, you know a lot of people are just like oh my gosh this that game looks amazing this mm-hmm. game looks amazing I was playing uh, Walk- Telltale's Walking Dead the mm-hmm. other day, and that's uh, I, th- I think it's a $5 game, pretty sure, uh, for an episode. And, uh, you know, sure, by far not the prettiest game out there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you compare it to, like, your some of your full-price $60 yeah, games. Yeah. And sure, you know, I can't, cl- I can't explore everything actively. I'm sort of clicking on mm-hmm. things, and it's very guided and stuff. But that was awesome. Yeah. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. For $5, I got, like, three to four hours, and I... You know, we're seeing a lot of these indie games show up, a lot of these smaller games come out. And and anyway, point being, I think Nintendo has sort of this messaging issue because they they seem to be trying to do a Me Too message. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they need to do that. No, they don't need to. They never needed to. I mean, look at, like, going back to graphics, look at Wind Waker. I yeah. came in on the GameCube mm-hmm. and it still holds up. Yeah, it's, now, it's even now. It's timeless, you know? Yeah. It just being clever with the tech that you have and making mm-hmm. sure that it's an incredible world with great gameplay that's all they need to do that's all they ever needed i mean to and do. it's weird because nintendo i mean even 3ds they've screwed up a lot on the marketing and, and sort of messaging of that thing because they were all about the, they, they thought that the 3d would make the difference and it's mm-hmm. not um 
really what it came down to. And, and, and Iwata has actually sort of mentioned this, and, and I think it was actually in the interview where he was talking about the second circle pad and stuff, but um, it ultimately comes down to games. Mm-hmm. And if you look at something like Vita versus 3DS, Vita outguns 3DS every which way and mm-hmm. all of it. You know, but it's the games. It's just, but you mm-hmm. then you look at the games, exactly. and and Vita A doesn't have a whole lot, but B, quite a few of the games. And I saw somebody write into us like, "Stop complaining about the Vita." It's like it's not. It, I don't dislike the Vita because I'm just like disliking it. It yeah. just really, for me, does not have the experiences well, I want. If you go back a, a few podcasts to when the 3DS first came out, like we were very harsh on that because that sure. didn't have any games when it first came out. Yeah. you know, it's just. Yeah. Be honest about the system, whatever system it is. And I mean, like, but the, the 3DS is case proof that, like, if you come out with the right content, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is mm-hmm. or whether its system has, like, all the po- processing power in the world. If you have interesting, good experiences, mm-hmm. um, that's what matters. Exactly. And well, I mean, it, it's the same reason we can go back and play our old favorite retro games and yeah. they're still as enchanting as they were when we first played them. It's because, mm-hmm. in the end, polygon count you know it doesn't matter what matters is the game yeah and i mean what's interesting to me too is like i i certainly have my like fair share of complaints about Wii, um Mm -hmm. and you know i'm sure people have heard like i'm 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 fine to move on like i'm I'm totally fine to move on um but the thing that i always appreciated about Wii, especially as it led up to launch was nintendo just outright went and said we're just doing things differently. Mm-hmm. And I loved and by it. that marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that we would like to play thing yeah, with those little exactly. dudes drove in? Yeah. And I just thought that was the most genius thing because you just instantly understood. And and Wii U suffers from a, a variety of problems, including naming and the look mm-hmm. of the system and a whole bunch of things that that lead to some of this confusion. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it comes down to, you know, the, the fact that Nintendo will not just come out and say, like, we're different. We're not going for graphics. Mm-hmm. We embrace the fact that we do everything for everyone. You know, there's a just, way to do it, and I just don't know that they're doing it very effectively. Yeah. So. Very true. There's my speech about that. <laughs> um, let's see. Where do we leave off? Oh, uh, just uh, further emphasizing that and the fact that Nintendo should come clean. Uh, Tekken producer, um, I can't remember his first name, but it's Harada-san. Um, the, mm-hmm. sort of one of the, 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 the key Tekken producer that a lot of people have seen in the uh, Ono-san, Harada-san, uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken mm-hmm. sort of competition videos. Um, did an interview and basically mentioned the fact that, you know, the Wii U's uh, CPU power or uh, processing speed uh actually seems slower than 360 PS3 and speculated because of power issues and that sort of stuff. And he said mm-hmm. they're able to work with it and it's taking a little bit of creativity to yeah. work around it. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Again, mm-hmm. it sort of reinforces this idea that Nintendo, you know, the, 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 the Wii U is, you know, roughly a 360 PS3, uh, probably excels in some areas, mm-hmm. but it looks like at least in a CPU, uh, from a CPU standpoint, it's maybe not even quite as powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a big deal, though. Depends. Yeah. But I don't... I mean, I saw that Zelda thing, and I freaked out. It, it looks pretty gorgeous. I mean, yeah. A, that doesn't directly translate. That, that wasn't him saying, the Wii U sucks, and the no, graphics no, no, no. look terrible, Absolutely and it not. runs terribly. He was just noticing He's just, he's just like, this is this what is it is, and we're working on it's it. It's a little slower. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's really that big of a deal, honestly. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm sure things can get better, and I think that, you know, we'll be looking at a lot of, uh, you know, the particle effects and AI routines and stuff like that um, will probably be some of the biggest advancements next gen. And Nintendo will still have 
a, a challenging road because I think a lot of developers and publishers will throw themselves full force into next gen, like, oh, what's the best looking thing we can make? Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that that is a difficult thing. That mm -hmm. is a very difficult road to go down. And I think Nintendo could be, if they do it right, and, and I hope they're doing this behind the scenes because who knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if they're going behind the scenes and, and, and making that case and saying, sure, do that AAA crazy thing over there. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like there is a whole world, you know, that you can also do. And if developers find it more profitable, then Nintendo ultimately will do very well for themselves. Yeah. Um, because if you can make, you know, assuming Wii U really takes off and you can make a much cheaper game and achieve a lot greater profit, well, that's where you're going to show up. Yeah. So. We'll see. we'll see what happens. New Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. Some um, shiny new uh, images some, and uh, trailers came out. Some new stuff. Uh, new trailer. They actually came out in the UK, did they not? Hmm? What did? Was oh, the, those, the, yeah. the screenshots. So, but the internet is worldwide, <laughs> so we got to see them too. Well, the trailer, the trailer we got, uh, that just went wide. Mm. Um, and so that actually confirmed the existence of Mega Mario, Mini Mario, back from, you know, New Super Mario Brothers of, of the past. Um, the, the images you're referring to actually were on the Japanese website uh, because gotcha. they're only like two weeks away from launch over there. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't, I, I hope I haven't said this on the podcast. I made a mistake in an article I wrote saying that uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2, I got the UK, you release date wrong that's um still august 17th august 19th here for us mm -hmm. august 17th for europe july 28th for uh japan yeah. alongside the xl in japan europe is getting the xl <laughs> july 28th we're getting mario and the xl on august 19th difficult <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically i got the i thought mario was coming day and date with the xl in every yeah. territory and it wasn't quite so. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, if you're going to get it, I would think it's smart to launch a new game alongside your new system. But yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, so we got Mega Mini Mario. Um, we we kind of knew some of this stuff before, but we got the overworld back mm -hmm. for New Super Mario Bros. 2 as well. We got to look at some really cool-looking new levels, actually. Really yeah. cool backgrounds. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just variation. some great design. Uh, to me, from what I... New Super Mario Brothers on DS was a, a great game, but at the same time, it was so easy. It felt very simple mm -hmm. and lacked a lot of the com uh, the complexity and just sort of craziness that Mario games can sometimes have. And what I think I really love about 2 so far from what I've seen is that not only is it bringing back a lot of elements of 3 and world, it's clear mm -hmm. that these guys grew up with these games as well. Exactly. exactly. Um, but they're willing to kind of get the creativity and kind of crazy stuff going that makes some of these Mario games so mm -hmm. cool. So. Yeah, the more I see about New Super Mario Bros. 2, the more excited I am for it. Because, it yeah. first, like we've said this before, the first time we heard about it, we were like, no, not another one. Yeah, especially uh, two in one year. You're exactly. Just kinda like, eh. But like they actually look really distinct from each other. Yeah. Like this one is doing a really great job of setting itself apart and all the crazy coins and the cool backgrounds. Like it and should it, be a really fun game. It might just be because this one's so close to launch, so we're getting a lot more information. Mm -hmm. So we feel yeah, we we're understand still so more. far from the Wii U one. The U one is weird because I'm just sitting here going like, well what are you gonna do differently? Mm -hmm. And so that, I mean, and making the platforms for the five player kind of co-op thing is, is uh, up to five player co-op thing is cool. But like, that's not all I need. And, and I want something that, you know, so, so New Super Mario Brothers 2 has that two player local co-op. Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing all these cool things that 
won't matter if I have that. It's also the fact that I can just play this by myself and yeah, ex- like, see some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, it looks like a great single player experience. Yeah, it's exactly. got local co-op. It's got yeah. the little coin race to a million thing. Exactly. It's got all kinds of things going for it. So hopefully, and it's a good guess that when it gets closer to Wii U launch and a Mario U launch that we'll learn more about it and see how that game is going to further set itself apart. Yeah, because right now, the fact that I can play up to five people, well, what if I'm just playing by myself? You yeah, know, like exactly. if, if, if I'm just trying to go through the single player experience, like, well, really going to set that apart so we'll see um i don't know I, I, the, the so far what we've learned of mario 2 is is a lot cooler mm-hmm. so, uh project sora closed um yeah this was kind of weird because just randomly overnight expected yeah. they updated the website and said by the way we're not we're not doing anything yeah. anymore well, it's funny because um satoru Iwata, i believe had said previously that uh project sora wasn't just uh, created for Kid Icarus Uprising, no, that they were going to work on other first-party titles. It's a full-fledged, um, you know, company with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now now from what we understand, like, we just really don't have any decent word on what the heck is going on with this, yeah. but, like, from what we understand, there's Project Sora, the development company, like, development group, and then and there's Sora. Sora. Limited, yeah. yeah, and that's the actual company. As far as we can tell, <laughs> <laughs> Project Sora is gone, d- disbanded as Sakurai mm-hmm. goes over to, uh, and he's not going over to Namco, yeah, but works he's with Namco. with them for the foreseeable future. <laughs> exactly. So, and and uh, I'm guessing he took some of his guys with him from Project Sora, but who knows? You would think, because he's been using a lot of the same guys for a long time. Yeah. So you'd it, think. So, at least the company still exists, but I don't, it's really weird. Like, basically, you know, so for uh, Smash Brothers Melee, Smash Brothers Brawl, Sakurai basically created uh, a hastily assembled group mm-hmm. and created the game, you know, uh, the Smash Brothers games, and then the group sort of just dispersed. Uh-huh. With Sora, with Kid Icarus, it was a bit different. He actually made a company, and Hand it's actually a, subs- a little team. And it's, yeah. subs- it's a subsidiary of Nintendo and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, but then he sort of did the same thing it's, uh, from what we can tell and Kid Icarus finishes development and then the group disbands again and it's like, well, but it's like, that's well, kind of weird. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very strange thing. It's also, it also just sort of begs the question, well, why didn't you just try and make Smash Brothers with Sora? Like rapidly expand Sora if you want, yeah, but exactly. why not just do that? So a lot of questions we've reached out to Nintendo for comment, but yeah, no statement. Closed. Yeah. There, closed there was just that thing on the website. The website shuts down, I think at the end of this month. Um, Nintendo hasn't given us any comment on what's going on and, um, that's all. That's, that's it. all we know. That's I mean, it. We're, we, like you said, Rich has uh, reached out, so we'll let you guys know if we hear anything. But uh, we know about as much as you guys do. Yeah, that was one of the weirdest things that's happened in a little, uh, you know, in, in the past couple of weeks um, since Nintendo announced the XL and uh, those games at uh, an online conference. But yeah. that aside, <laughs> it's the latest weird the latest thing to weird happen. Thing. Um, let's see here. Oh, Namco. So we mentioned Haradasan doing the interview about the Wii CPU. He also said he's not sure about Tekken characters being in Smash Brothers. Which, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, good. You know, I mean, not I, 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 I like Tekken and everything. Just sure. doesn't feel... I, 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 I go either was, way. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want it to become Nintendo Cross Namco. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, it's fine right, right, right. if the, I, I want them to include a few of their characters. Sure. It makes sense to, but I think having a bunch of Tekken characters supplement the roster would be a little too much, and I don't know. It would be hard to make them fit in. Yeah, so it's a strange kind of uh, dilemma they have because one of the things that I think Sakurai has sort of broadly discussed in the past is, you know, it, you, you sort of look at a lot of the Nintendo characters, and, and, and in a, co- a game like Brawl, they all sort of seem to fit together. Mm-hmm. But they did have to do some work to try and kind of make all these characters mm-hmm. sort of fit within the same little world and there. And, like, Snake was already stretching it. It was like, a bit it's weird. Like, it's cool, it worked, but that's... 
That's about as far as you can go. That was already yeah. pretty much so a stretch. Then, like, what do you do for something like, you know, the the Tekken characters? and They're so um, distinct. Yeah, like, you are know? you going to, you know, King tends to, you know, or whoever you want to pick, like, they, they're, it's more of a physical game. It's more punching mm-hmm. base, kicking, you know, like, physical brawling type game. Um, and Smash Brothers is manic, and you're jumping far in the air, yeah, and projectiles. Yeah, it's very much its own thing. So I totally respect that decision. Yeah, it's a strange thing as to whether these things fit and how much you compromise yeah, either so side to get yeah, there. Yeah, it's like you just give up everything that Tekken has right. just to make it into right. a Smash Fighter for those characters. I mean, yeah. you would almost, I, that's what I would want, because I want to play a Smash Bros. game, not sure. a Tekken game. But sure. it, it would be strange, too, to play Tekken characters in a Smash game. I don't yeah, know. I, and, I understand why they do it. And Street Fighter Cross Tekken did an interesting thing where it brought the Tekken characters closer, I would say, to uh, Street Fighter mm-hmm. than Tekken, although they still retained a lot of the characteristics of Tekken they characters. Up. They did. Um, and they, sure. they kind of found a good middle point, but Brawl or, or Smash Brothers in general is such a different idea. It's you know? very much its own thing. Yeah, you look at something like Street Fighter and Tekken, you can kind of see where a middle ground might exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, I kind of... Okay. But here it's like you basically have to choose one or the other. Yeah, it would be like uh, trying to do a Gran Turismo Mario Kart crossover. Yeah, like where exactly. do you where do you find like, that? I guess you could, but sure. you shouldn't. And yeah, I mean and and, and uh, I don't know what you do there. That's a weird thing yeah. to try and figure out. So um Monster Hunter four. Yeah. Most ambitious Monster Hunter uh ever. From what we can tell, uh, according to Capcom, this has the largest development uh, crew uh, scale. I think was their technical word of uh, of any Monster Hunter game. Sounds and this good. Is, Sad face. <laughs> yeah. So still no American release date. Still no nothing for that. Uh, yeah. Spring 2013, as far as Japan is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, one of the interesting things they revealed, and Capcom has been very smart in this regard. Um, and I would love to see this continue, and I wish other uh, publishers and developers would take advantage of this. They developed uh, 3G, Monster Hunter 3G, and Monster Hunter 4 at the same time, basically. Yeah, yeah. Now, 4 is taking you know a good uh, another, I think it'll be a good year, year and a half mm-hmm. uh, between 3G and 4's release. Um, but they used 3G as sort of a test bed for some ideas that helped them kind of get, the, get on the ground and running mm-hmm. and then actually release something on their way to get 4. Yeah. ready and um you know they, they tested i believe it was like a targeting camera system for 3g mm-hmm. and they liked it and reception seemed fairly positive so they're yeah. keeping it in four and i think that's really cool i mean it reminds me of you know you can attest to this mm-hmm. is like resident evil yeah, yeah you know yeah. mercenaries came out and they sort of admitted that that was a, a test kind of ground. work at the kings for revelation yeah exactly. exactly and and i think revelations benefited from it and mm-hmm. it helped revelations be Probably still one of, if not the best, one, certainly one of the best still uh, looking games. Oh, for sure. On 3DS. And, and if you compare it to Mercenaries, like Mercenaries looks fine, but like yeah. Revelations looks better. Yeah, it really helped them kind of get a, a starting Just point. Figure out and the system, jump. learn mm-hmm. how the hardware works, and then boom, yeah. jump into Revelations. Exactly. Uh, last thing I've got on my list, unless you have anything, is Last Story. Finally yeah. got a release date. We were able to reveal that here on IGN. Finally. Exclusives. Yeah. Um, August 14th. So really not that far Pretty away. Soon, um, yeah. It's what, like three three or so weeks away. Um, we already knew that the game would come. Uh, all launch copies would come with an art book mm-hmm. and a special case to have the art book and the game together. Mm-hmm. Um, but what uh, XSeed also revealed was that if you pre-order the game and there's a list of retailers, um, you should go to IGN to find that out because I can't remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> Uh, but if you go there and you pre-order, you get a, a limited chunk of a soundtrack. It's like seven tracks, I think. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. It's that's a, cool. I mean, good it, music in that game. Yeah, Tsumatsu. Exactly. Um, and that's good. 
yeah. you know, he's, like that. He's pretty good. Well done for that, you know? <laughs> um, so that's cool. I mean, Audrey, you finished the game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And it's a good game. It yeah. is. You should pick it up. I mean, I personally, like, I know a lot of people disagree. I personally enjoyed it even more than Xenoblade. Mm. But, Why? Um, I don't know, just the characters and just the flow of it, the combat. Mm. I just enjoyed it more. Visually, more... it struck me as being... I mean, Xenoblade had sort of a wilder diversity to its environments mm -hmm. that I could tell, but uh, Last Story seemed like to actually to be prettier, right? Yeah, I personally felt that um, Last Story used the Wii system better. Mm -hmm. Like a Xenoblade, looking, and I, like, I rarely say this, but like looking at Xenoblade, it just made me think, man, I wish this game was in HD. Sure. Because it just didn't, the system just wasn't quite enough to facilitate what they were going for. But yeah. Last Story, it feels... Just like it fits the system perfectly. It's hmm. not wanting of anything. So cool. I just really like the art style and the game and the characters. But I mean, they're both great games. But yeah, yeah. Last Story, pick it up if you want some more RPG goodness this yeah, it's, summer. It's basically, I mean, outside of the Kirby collection, it's basically the last Wii game I think we'd really the expect here. The last Wii game, Rich? I forget when the Kirby release date is. Isn't yeah. that really soon? That was, I forget. That was funny. I know. I bet, Look at that. I Look, at you. Look at you trying to be Koopalings funny. Our They all just face palmed. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's basically down to Kirby and that. I really don't yeah. expect Dragon Quest X to come out on Wii here. Um, it's Wii it. and Wii U overseas. Wii. I mean, honestly, there's Wii no Wii confirmation here. of it outside of Japan. Anyway, they haven't but. talked about it for, in North America for the longest time. I don't think they ever have, actually, from my recollection. I mean, like, cause I think we keep... they mentioned it the E3 before last, just mentioned it, mm -hmm. and then that's it. They haven't really shown anything or talked about it. In least. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if it ever comes out here. Um, I mean, still, uh, Square takes a while to do these things sometimes. Mm -hmm. so. um, yeah, I don't know. What you been playing? Anything exciting? Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Lots of Kingdom Hearts. Cool. We're doing Bioshock. Yeah. And Walking Dead. Nice. <laughs> Usually this segment takes a little bit longer on what you're playing because there are a lot more people, people here. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, Goldfarb's been playing. I don't know what they've been playing. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Miss any Nintendo news or anything? No. Uh, just a reminder, the Kingdom Hearts review goes up Tuesday at 1 p.m. Mm. Uh, Monday, check the, DS the 3DS site. We're going to mm. have a cool... Uh, Pokemon something for you to look forward to. So, cool. Yeah. Honestly, I don't remember what that is, so that'll be exciting okay, to I'll me, remind, too. <laughs> I'll remind Rich after we're done recording. But, um, yeah, that's something you were trying, and it should be pretty fun for Pokemon fans. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. also, check out the Darksiders 2 stuff we've been putting up on the site. We're actually just doing sort of... The game has... Um, at least as it's described to me, five major areas. Now, keep in mind, these are like... Each of these areas have like, you know, four, five, six dungeons in yeah, them. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's considerable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've been profiling uh, four of the five. I think they're trying to keep the kind of final area secret. But like four of the five areas, we're just sort of taking tours, of uh, visual mm -hmm. tours. Um, it's been pretty cool. We're also showing off uh, exclusive art and concept ideas in um, the wiki. Um, yeah. So definitely check those out if you're a Darksiders fan. Um, game looks pretty cool. Yeah, um, pretty you know, but the first one was pretty decent. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think that's about it. I've got like a ton of travel coming up, so I'm not even thinking about everything else. <laughs> yeah, Rich is probably going to be pretty MIA on the podcast in oh, August. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, some of them are just weekend things for work, yeah, so it's true. not too bad, but that's it could be, could be tricky. We could have you call in and ramble from your car again. That was pretty great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. So sorry about the one-day delay. It's been kind of a weird week. It's a crazy week, especially as you've been trying to wrap yeah, up Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I've been Hearts, trying so. to wrap that up and get 
everything together for the video and the written review. But uh, yeah, yep. it'll all pay off Tuesday. So you better cool. read it. <laughs> and here's hoping there's a lot more crazy Nintendo statements for next week. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.